This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. At Midway USA, we know the AR-15 is one of the most popular rifles in modern American history. Known for its modularity and widespread use, it's often considered essential to any gun collection. The essential things you need to run an AR-15 are usually always in stock during shortages, things like magazines and 5.56 ammo. Whether you're looking to buy a new AR-15 or buy parts for your modern sporting rifle, log on and for just about everything for the outdoors, shop MidwayUSA.com. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Deuce Pop Rocks Podcast. Yes. We're back to the OG crew. We're back. We're here. I'm sorry. I was gone. And then Tyler was gone. But we're back and it feels so good. It does. It feels good. It does. It feels so good we decided to dress up. Yeah. Tried to dress up. Coordinated. Took a shower this week. I feel great. <laughs> uh, I've been doing a little bit of cardio. I, I changed my underwear. Yeah. Hashtag F cardio. <laughs> For <laughs> life. Yeah. For real. <laughs> Anyhow, today's episode, we are talking about... There's no such thing as a dumb question, except for what we're going to talk about today, because <laughs> yeah. there are some absolutely just atrocious questions. And they're and, kind of funny, though. They're kind I mean, of funny. We get, we're like, some of, you have to remember, like, there, there's bad questions, there's, and then there's like uneducated questions, yeah. and some of them are just like, <laughs> what? Where did you get your information? Yeah. Like, um, you, someone gave you bad info yeah. a long time ago. And this is not meant to pick on anybody in particularly or anything like that. If you think that you might have asked one of these questions, feel free to laugh at yourself because we're just going to laugh too. Yeah. We don't, you know, we're, this is no, uh, you know, we're not trying to be uh, rude or anything. We're just, this is just kind of, this kind of funny stuff that we run into and we'd like to share with you guys because it is pretty funny. It is pretty funny. <laughs> and, and we're keeping these anonymous. So yeah. if it's you and you know it's you, don't tell your friends if you don't want to know. <laughs> or you could, you could tell them that we talked about you. Yeah. Because some of these are so bad, you cannot forget them. You can't forget them. Some of these are from like when we were in the old building. Yeah. It was like 2014, 15. Yeah. Um, but anyhow, thanks for tuning in. Uh, you can catch us on Google, uh, Google Play, iTunes, SoundCloud. Uh, we're going to be starting posting on YouTube pretty soon here. As always, if you go on iTunes or actually any of those platforms, leave a five-star review, screenshot that, send it to Ben at Diesel Power Products or Tyler Diesel Power Products. Yes, sir. We'll send you a T-shirt and an awkward letter. With a, with a dank meme. With a dank meme. <laughs> and there is, we've had some good responses to these oh, awkward letters. The best one, I'm going to bring this up because this is hilarious. We had a, we had a guy that's overseas that had uh, sent us in his, uh, his five-star review. 
uh, screenshot it and whatnot. And uh, I think you were, yeah, you were gone. Yeah. We were in Jamaica. And so I, I decided to send this guy out his shirt. And so I got his, I got his meme and everything. Well, <laughs> I wish I, I actually took a picture of it, but um, it, that's only for him. Those are yeah. for his eyes only. <laughs> um, but his wife ended up opening the box. <laughs> and it was just like this, <laughs> this pretty, like, I don't know, pretty questionable. I, the, the meme that actually was the was, hot dog. No, one, no, no, it? that was the it was the uh, horse for horsepower. Horse, was, yeah, yeah it, was, it was a funny meme, but the, what I what I wrote was kind of awkward, and I I think I made his wife question who he buys parts <laughs> from because it was yeah it was a it was I, when you get the email from my yeah. wife got it. <laughs> she t- I just started laughing. That's so it was good. Hilarious, yeah, it was hilarious. It led to like a twenty minute laughing fit on the sales floor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it happened. <laughs> Yeah, we're going to get right into it, and I think my favorite one that happened to me, and I really should have take, taken advantage of it more when I talked to him, but I was really trying to, like, be a good sales guy. Yeah. Like really, yeah. I, I, customer service. I really wanted to give him the best customer service and maybe try to educate him, but he was just... <laughs> he basically called in, and he's, hey, man, I'm looking for 24-inch stacks. I'm like, tw- like height? That's a really <laughs> short stack. Like, who, who would want to like, put a 20, like, that's, that's like, like a, that's like a, that's like a long tip. exhaust tip, like a long right? exhaust tip. And he's like, no, no, 24 inch. I'm like, wait a minute, you want like, like 24 inch stacks? That's a lot like, of You're going to custom make 24 inch stacks on the back of you. Well, I mean, I teach their own. I mean, it's gonna, that's like a pallet of stacks coming to you. Stacks on stacks. Stacks on stacks on racks <laughs> on racks, right? And he's like, no, 24 inch diameter stacks and i'm like you know that's two feet right <laughs> that's like holy moly it's two feet it, it, it's like a freaking uh, garbage can two of yeah. them like two of them side by side there's like no space in the middle basically in the bed of your truck <laughs> Seriously. And, and you, you it's gonna sound like <sighs> it's gonna be the worst sounding truck known to man yeah. um anyhow all and, you'll hear is yeah and <laughs> so that's <laughs> So don't do that. <laughs> and that, that. I think that was my first like, what the hell call I yeah. ever had. Like this is this is back in like two, I think we had just moved in this building. Yeah, when it happened. yeah, I remember it was, like, that one. July fifteen. Um, <laughs> it's so funny having to like pull this information out of yeah. out of people sometimes. Like, what are you trying to say? We're just trying to help you. Help us. <laughs> yeah, help me help you, dude. Yeah, yeah. It's like the uh, we're gonna. I'm gonna tangent here. Uh, and if you were a skater kid around like the mid two thousands, I guarantee you watch like Viva La Bam and stuff like yeah. that. And, and some of them, if you had the VHS tapes before that, like CKY two K, yeah, and all those guys. When they have, I forgot the guy that was like bald, like super early, and he's like laying on the street. And he's like, "Help me, help you!" And yeah. he's like, he's like pulling brownies out of the garbage and eating them, and it looks like poop, and people are freaking out. And just, Sorry, whenever yeah, whenever I say that, like help me help you, yeah. that's all that pops into my head, and I have to keep myself from laughing. Um, the next one, I got this one too. Yeah. Um, but uh, I had a guy call in, and this is this is a little bit of knowledge here, but like yeah. I had a guy call in, and he wanted to get two ninety gears. I'm like, okay, first up, I'm like two ninety gears and a diesel pickup. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. Are you running like twelve inch tires? Like, what's going on? Try and do the land speed record. Yeah. And I was like, okay, so I dig a little bit deeper. Like, uh, two ninety gears. Uh, I run around 35s, and I tow with the truck. I'm all I'm worried about is highway mileage, and so I'm like, is there a reason? Like, who yeah. told you this was a good idea? Like, you're going the complete opposite way. Like, <laughs> they don't even like you can't even get that from factory. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he goes, well, 
semis run really low gears like that. Yeah. And uh, I have a manual, and all I want to do is tow with it, so I figure that's what I'm going to do. And I'm like, there's one problem though with comparing that to a big rig. Yeah. They have like 38 gears. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and their differentials are like this big around. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm just like, sir, I don't know how to tell you this, but if. Yeah. I can't even sell this to you, but if you're looking for this, you're, you're, you're doing, doing it, it wrong. Yeah, you're doing it wrong. I highly recommend don't doing that. You're going to yeah. start blowing transmissions no matter what clutch in there. Yeah. You're basically going to have to start off in like four low just to get moving with a trailer it, from a dead stop because you've basically taken all of your mechanical advantage and just took it out in the back and shot it. <laughs> and you're just, you're not going to have a good time. It's, it's literally probably going to be the worst driving truck. Like, you'd like hate trucks. You'd be like, I'm done. I'm just going to get a car. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's a manual truck. So I'm sure most people in a manual truck when they're unloaded probably start in second gear because yeah. low is usually, your first gear is usually low, low gear. This, I guarantee this guy would, ha he would have to start in first gear every time and he would still be feathering the clutch. Yeah. Like, just, just don't do it. Unloaded. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> ah, those, these are the questions that keep me up at night. So, yeah. This is, he's having, he's got a plan. <laughs> yeah. He knows what he wants to do. He's just, he's just got the wrong ideas behind it. 10 for planning. 10 for trying to think scientifically about it. Negative 4,000 for application. <laughs> yeah, for real. We even had a guy just recently, the other day, he's got a, he had a 7.3 with 40-inch uh, tires and three 7.3 gears. Mm -hmm. Same kind of thing. Like, On his, his second rebuilt is, transmission. Yeah, his transmission's not lasting. I wonder why. Yeah. yeah. I, I called that one from gears. like 40 yards away. Yeah. It was, it was, <laughs> you did, he did. Yeah. He literally called out the entire conversation with the guy as it was happening. It was like, I was, he's from the future. He's from the future. <laughs> he's like, oh, oh it's crazy. I'm on, my, I'm on my second rebuilt transmission or something like that. I put 40s on. I've had them on there forever. Uh, and it just now started. I was like, uh, I'm going to go ahead and go on a limb here. He's running stock gears on 40s, having transmission issues. Oh, it's because his truck was shifting rear. I was like, yeah. he's having transmission issues because he's been doing this for a while. And he's probably trying to make up all his power by running a tuner on like a chip on like a 140 horsepower tune. Um, I'm going to guess that's what's going on. Yeah. And Alex was talking to him. Boom, boom, boom. Thousand percent. <laughs> Checked them all off. I felt pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> like I felt pretty cool just to, just to see that happen yeah. right there. Um, next one here. This one you don't see too often, mm -hmm. but it is, it's uh, one of those like, what were you thinking? Where people get stacks. Like they spend, okay, stacks for, for one are not the cheapest exhaust to run. They're actually as far as price goes on the more expensive side of things. Mm -hmm. I mean, think of it, you got two tips that you're buying that are four times the size of a normal tip. So, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're, you're, you're spending more money on that, you're, the bed kits, all that stuff, that's expensive. Well, this guy apparently didn't even plan on, he wasn't, didn't even buy a bed kit, so it was probably pretty cheap for him if you just mount stacks and don't connect them. Mm -hmm. So this one, do it, actually, <laughs> some of these are, I think a lot of these top ones are mine because I started the list off, so yeah. don't worry, Tyler's gonna get a chance to talk. But th this one, it was another call that I got, and I actually ended up, it, it blew my mind so much. I did an Instagram post about it on my own account because yeah. I was like, this is the crap. That I <laughs> but he was, we started getting into a debate about the entire length of the stack. Mm -hmm. And most stacks pretty common are like a, it's like a, a 40, 42. Well, we do 36. 36, okay, yeah. And he wanted a 48. And I was like, why do you want a 48 inch length? Yeah. He's like, well, I need to sit above the cab. I was like, well, if you have the pipe coming inside the bed and turning over, you got that 90 degree in there. A 36 inch, I mean, you could probably squeak 42, 44 inches yeah, of total height it. from the bottom of the bed. Mm -hmm. And after talking to him more and more about it, and and he's like, well, I'm not going to have that part on there because it's going to mount directly to the bed. I'm like, what do you mean? Like, so you're going to, like the stack is just, like you're not going to have the, the 90 degree inside the bed. You're going to come straight up. He goes like, no, it's just, it's, I'm just going to 
matter to the bit, it's not going to be used. I just, I want the stack on there. And I about threw my headset uh, across the room. <laughs> I was like, yeah. have a good day. <laughs> Seriously. Oh man, don't do that. The stacks with a DPF though, that's the next one. That, I, I've, I've had guys that want to do that. You got to understand, most of the DPFs though, they like, end way back before you're going to put your bed kit. So you'll literally have to make that exhaust do a complete 180 and then like, holy moly, there's not enough room under there uh, to do that. So yeah, that's another one. Not a good idea. Mm -hmm. Not a good idea. So much similar topic, hood stack with a stock turbo. I'm like, uh, you realize like hood stack yeah. is like the ultimate like, like middle finger while you're driving down the road. And it's typically for guys that like, <laughs> maybe have such a, an odd turbo setup yeah. or such a, a purpose-driven truck like a sled pull truck or a drag truck yeah. that having an exhaust going out the back just really isn't feasible. Yeah. It's just, it's just a lot easier to have this thing go straight up. Yeah. And you want to do it with a stock turbo. <laughs> and you want a kit that's bolt-on. Like, yeah. no. no. Don't no. do it. <laughs> Not to mention, for a rig that you drive every single day, a hood stack, you're going to get soot yeah. literally all over your windshield and it's going to be insanely loud for inside the cab yeah and you're <laughs> going to get pulled over all the time <laughs> yeah. like even if you're not running like 14 wides yeah. or whatever you're going to get pulled over by a cop for yeah. sure oh yeah all the yeah, time you're just asking for it yeah i think you're, you're next the next one okay that's you yeah so this one i'm just gonna all right we have customers sometimes that I totally understand where their head's at. They're trying to know all the information they can about a product, but sometimes they are just asking for specs that are completely irrelevant. Like you, you had a couple of good examples that you like, what's the graduating slope of, uh, of, a, of the long fin on a WW38 compared to the stock? Like, why does that matter? Yeah. Why, like, I mean, are really? you going to re-engineer the wheel? Yeah. Are you making your own wheel and trying to compare it to it? Yeah. Or are you like, have you gotten that spec on a different wheel and you want to compare them because you're worried about how fast this will spool up between 6.75 yeah. and 7.2 PSI <laughs> at 1300 RPM yeah. at a load of 6.7, you know, it, it, really? Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, totally. Or, you know, like what's the depths of the splines on that, uh, on your stock input shaft or, you know, Who cares? what's the, what's the molecular structure of this plastic <laughs> that is used on this? Like, I, I totally, I mean, there's guys, I, I'm sure there's guys out there that are, you know, very, very smart that maybe manufacture things themselves and they <laughs> want to know how it's manufactured. That's totally fine. But you got to understand there's companies that have a whole team of these people that have built these parts and make sure that these parts are proper for your mm -hmm, truck mm -hmm. and make sure what they say it's going to do, it's going to do. So um, <laughs> it's kind of funny. And usually those kind of people, you can't, you can't really satisfy them with anything because you'll t say like, hey, you know, I called the manufacturer and, and, and they don't even have these specs. I mean, that's not really something that they just have. <laughs> yeah, it's not something <laughs> because they it, measure because yeah. they measure everything else. So that's like not really an issue. It, it, yeah. So or something along the lines, it's never good enough. Yeah. Or on the other side of that, you call them and they do have the spec, right? Mm, yeah. And then you regurgitate it to the customer because yeah. I'll be, okay, we are, <laughs> we're all fairly smart individuals, okay? Yeah. We, like, it, but some of the, the specs they get into, it's like, you start talking to like a straight engineering nerd yeah. at like industrial or BD or something like that or an ATS and they're giving you specs for machining. Yeah. It's like, I, I, I'm pretty sure I know what that means, but at the end of the day, I just need to get this information to the customer. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I'll learn about it later. Yeah. And then you tell them and they go, well, what happens if they take it, you know, if they knock two thou off that? <laughs> and you're like, it's like uh, 
They're not going to. I don't know. <laughs> they're not going to. Tell you what, why don't you call them and yeah. then you ask them all these specs, they're going to go, it what sounds you like doing? you're trying to copy what we're making. <laughs> yeah, um, so we're going to so hang up with you right I want to go ahead and say it's proprietary. <laughs> Have a great life. Click. So, yeah, there's that. Or, yeah, or it gets to the point where they think it should be built a different way. And it's like, yeah. well, since, since you, you know, know all these fancy specs and these these long big words that I don't understand. <laughs> why don't you just go make it yourself? <laughs> take them as disrespect. I'm gonna take that as disrespect. <laughs> <laughs> this next one gets me going and I think I like seeing you get riled up, so I want you to talk about it. Okay. So I don't know how many times and it's it's something that can I guess someone just getting into this kind of stuff could easily think this is how it is. Mm -hmm. But it's just not. But taking all of your modifications and all the horsepower that that particular part makes and adding that all up together, that's the horsepower of a truck. I, there's been countless times where we've had customers tell us they have like a four-digit horsepower truck. It's like, what do you have done to it? Oh, I've just got this, you know, GTP38R. I've got stage one injectors. I've got this chip on this power level and uh, this intake. And it's like, okay, sir. You do realize you have a stock transmission still. Yeah. <laughs> you do realize that there's no possible way that you can make four digits with any of those parts. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that kind of comes down to like breaking hearts a little bit too. It I've, does. I've, I've had some. Real, we call it taking them back, taking them on a trip to Reality Ranch. Yeah, Reality Ranch and <laughs> dropping hammers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, uh, especially like when, it, when it's me talking to a 7.3 guy. Yeah. And they're just like so far out of bounds. Yeah. And I have to say it in the nicest way possible. Because like, they're excited about it. They're excited. Because they and, think they have this. And I want to be excited for them too. And the, but at the same time, like, you know, if we go by what you're saying right now, then you need an injector that doesn't physically exist. Because <laughs> you're saying that your stock bottom end O2 yeah. power stroke with yeah. a stock transmission and stock clutch that makes 840 yeah. on stock injectors. I mean, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> Clone yeah. that truck. <laughs> yeah, that's a freaking nature. And then they get upset and they're like, oh, I, I had this on the dyno. I'm like, you show me a dyno sheet and yeah. I will literally eat my own hand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, literally. We, yeah, we will. If what you're saying is true yeah. and all the parts on your truck you're saying is true, I will cut my hand off yeah. and eat it. Yes. <laughs> yes. We will film it. I will be right next to him as this is occurring. <laughs> with a napkin. Yeah, with a napkin. <laughs> so, yeah, unfortunately it doesn't work that way. I wish it worked that way because we'd all be running yeah. around with like, 8,000 horsepower. Yeah, but then at UCC, it'd be like, all right, first one of 10 million wins. <laughs> what? <laughs> Darn it. So, yeah, don't add it up. If you want real world, real world numbers, we have been kind of known to be pretty accurate with just kind of like a shot from the hip. Yeah. I mean, we can kind of get pretty close to what you're actually at. I mean, given some, given mm -hmm. some variables there, but um, yeah, we can, if you want to know what you're at and you've got a bunch of mods and want to know, we can and don't want to pay for a dyno, I mean, obviously, go to do a dyno. Get a dyno get done. Get a dyno done. Yeah. I'll give you actual, actual to the ground, you know, uh, numbers for you. But we can actually, you know, we can we can shoot from the hip for you. Yeah, typically, yeah. I mean, in, in the logic, we, we just, you know, matching fuel and air. Yeah. As long as you've got the fuel supporting modifications and the air and supporting modifications, you can usually get a pretty good handle on how much, you know, around that, it, yeah. around that truck's going to make, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's kind of fun, especially if you, there's been a couple of times where we've told guys like, ah, with these parts, you know, you should be, you should be hovering that five, 550 mark. And then maybe a year or two later, they call back and they're like, oh, I want my first, this is my first, I don't know, it was like 565. Yeah, actually, like, wow. it's funny that you say that because I had a guy um, just, I think it was last week that uh, called in 
and he had bought everything on our 500 horsepower. I can't remember what truck it was, but he bought mm -hmm. everything under our 500 uh, recipe for horsepower. Mm -hmm. And he ended up dyno in 530 horsepower. Awesome. I was like, perfect. That's oh, epic. That's, that's, yeah, and that's, and I so you guys that don't know, we yeah. have those recipes for horsepower still on our website. They're great. And again, we're, we're those are, edu are our educated guesses. And again, that's this is approximate, you know, because we don't have like gears and, and tire size and mm -hmm. all that stuff on there. But because we know what these parts can make. We know what the, the parts are capable of making. And that's mm. all you need to know when you're kind of, uh, I guess, kind of trying to shoot for a certain horsepower goal or, or you know, building a truck. You, you can kind of, you know, make a really good educated guess with just knowing what can do what. So. And those are fun conversations to have with customers too. I like those. Um, let's see here. Next, we've got the, the cowboy, the yeah. towing cowboy. Yeah, I tow 80,000 <laughs> pounds with my stock. Oh, three, 2,500 yeah. I want to pass semis going uphill, yeah. too. Like, it's just like, guys, guys, guys. You do know what the truck's rated for. Like, there's yeah. no truck that's rated to tow that kind of... There's a difference between towing and moving it on your farm down the road. Yeah. Okay, that's, that's not towing. Yeah, you need to move a 70,000-pound trailer on flat yards. Ground. On flat ground, going okay. four miles an hour. That's not. Tough. I bet you it'll do it as long yeah. as you as long as you can handle the actual weight of the trailer yeah. on the truck. Sure, yeah. go for it. But being able to like pull a grade it, and get or, on an on ramp like, or drive it like a normal human being, like it's not happening. It's yeah. not happening. Sorry, dude. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this one. <laughs> I can't believe we actually still kind of get this stuff on these, but yeah, uh, guys with EFI tuning, I I love the enthusiasm of some customers. But we've had, we've had many a times where customers have called and they want to tune their own truck with zero knowledge of tuning. Zero knowledge of tuning. Um, don't do it, <laughs> okay? There is, like, even, even us, we kind of know kind of the ins and, ins and outs on what, you know, like maybe changing some pressures would do and, and, and different things like that. Even us will not attempt to tune a vehicle ourselves. No. We are not experts in tuning. We are we are experts in in, in parts and applications and, and what is going to work the best for you. But tuning-wise, we leave that to the professionals. I mean, you really want – if to tune a vehicle correctly, you got to go to school for it. you got to yeah. at least be taught some basics in it, shadow someone that knows what they're doing. You know, you can mess a lot up in a very, very short amount of time. Mess a lot up real fast yeah. and then lose your baseline. And, and, and now what? Completely effed. And yeah. then you got to get someone in there that. Ah, that reminds me of the analogy of the 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 guy, the guy that came to fix a cruise ship. That every, all these is like a all these other mechanics that came came by trying to fix this cruise ship, and they mm -hmm. charged them tons and tons of money. They couldn't do it. Finally, get this old timer in there that rocks around the ship for like two hours. Yeah. Finally, pulls out one hammer and goes, ding, and the whole <laughs> thing starts up. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and they were all pissed off because that old guy charged them ten thousand dollars. That's like. And they ask him for an itemized receipt. Yeah. And it's like... If he did this. $2 for hammer. Yeah. <laughs> $9,998 where to hit the engine. Yeah. And it's like, th that's what you're paying for exactly. is the Live. You're paying... Like, they've blown up engines before. They get it. Like, yeah. let, them be the, let them be the experience. Not only are the engines expensive, the controls for those engines mm -hmm. are, are expensive. The ECMs are insanely expensive. So, just... If you've never done it before, you've never had any sort of formal training in it, we, we definitely don't recommend it. Like yeah. I said, we don't even do We don't even attempt it on our own vehicles. I mean, that's, so that's just stupid. I'd like to. I would like to terrifying. too, yeah. If I had like <laughs> some, you know, some, if I was assured that whatever I was doing would not hurt the engine, yeah. <laughs> I would not have to buy another one continually. Basically, I <laughs> if you had someone 
teaching Teach you. Me. Yeah. Hey, ho, 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 ho. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy, man. I've never yeah, heard of such Don't do your own EFI live to a yeah. moral story. <laughs> so this next one is actually one of my one of my favorite ones that mm, I didn't really like really get into until I got into the industry. Because uh -huh. I was kind of that guy like before, like when I bought my first diesel pickup, I was trolling forums hard, just yeah. like I'm sure a lot of other people do. Yeah. I wanted to get educated. I am that kind of guy like like we were talking about before with wanting to know those specs. Yeah. I'm like that guy, but like 40%. Like yeah. I don't need to know the trim level. Like <laughs> for, for me to yeah, yeah, for the me to believe <clears throat> that the wheel works and whatnot. But I like information, I like having that. Mm -hmm. And this one cracks me up because it's one of those uniting factors between like, whether you call us, you call industrial injection, yeah. you call alligator, you call XTP, you call yeah. any of our other competitors. And it's like a uniting front between all of us. Yeah. And what I'm getting at is like, so we have a customer that calls in and asks us some questions and you can always tell when someone's asking questions like, to try and catch you yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Like, gotcha. like, where, are you, where are you going with yeah, this? Yeah, where are you going yeah. with this? And sometimes they call them out. Sometimes they're just like, we know what you're doing. We're going to answer the questions right. And we're going to, you know, yeah. hopefully you'll buy from us because we're smart. Yeah. Um, but the best way I could write this down, it says, everyone I ask about this says XYZ. Except this one guy on a forum, he says ABZ or ABC. I'm going to go with ABC. <laughs> It's like that guy. I called really... all the professionals and all of them said if I want to run compounds, run head studs. And this guy says, you don't need head studs yeah. for compounds on the forum. Yeah. I'm going to go with that. Yeah. Like, you literally have every single professional that you've talked to on the yeah. phone say this. But Ramrod456 <laughs> has got his life together and he yeah. knows. He knows. <laughs> he's been around the block, man. He's been around the block. He knows what he's doing. <laughs> Ramrod Chick-fil-A lover 6969 <laughs> knows his... Knows his... <laughs> knows his... Knows his <laughs> Because he's the only guy who, who who talked back to all the other play, people on that forum, so he must know. He, you know, he's got he's got it going on. Yeah, no. and that, that that's <laughs> a, it, it, and then the, my favorite part of the that is the you know when they do decide to go with us. Yeah. Months later, and, and we tell them against all like you will need head studs. We are selling you a compound kit. I'm almost going against my will selling you this compound kit without head studs, knowing that you're not going to run them. Yeah. I'm going to write on the receipt. Recommended headsteads, customer declined yeah. for that very reason. And then you call me back months later, why did you not tell me this? Yeah. It's like, I wrote it on the receipt <laughs> and we literally talked about this. I remember a conversation like, your name's Charles. Yeah. We talked about compounds. You want to tow your wife's horse trailer. Yeah. And you said that because you ran on a forum, you didn't need headsteads, you're not going to go with headsteads. I wrote on your receipt because you wrote on a forum, you want to go with headsteads, you're not going to go with headsteads. And guess what? You lifted a head. Yeah. Yeah. See these, these right here? Steel traps. <laughs> Okay, nothing gets past us, all right? We will remember you. I'm going to start sweating in a minute here. <laughs> I'm going to start sweating. <laughs> Getting all worked up. So, we will remember you. Just remember that. Tyler, do you know what the capital of Djibouti is? Djibouti. The capital of Djibouti is Djibouti. All right? Remember that. Remember that. Yeah. <laughs> so, this one, were you in the room when the Ashford got this call? I don't, I don't think, uh, oh, yes, I was. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Because he asked if it was in 1929. Yeah. <laughs> I remember. Do it. All right. So every once in a while, we will get a guy that wants to put a Cummins in his Ford, which is, we've discussed on previous podcast episodes, probably the, most, like, the ultimate setup, right? It really is. But if you're going to attempt to, for one, find parts for this, you have to be completely transparent on what you're working with, what mm -hmm. you're trying to do, what you have, those kind of things, right? So... 
Ashford, one of our one of our other sales techs, which he's been on the podcast before, um, he gets this this call. This guy's got this Ford, and he wants to put a Cummins in it. And that's literally all the information he got from the first part it. of the call. Yeah, and now they're he, kind of Ford. Put a Cummins yeah. in it. So now Ash is is asking him, okay, so what what kind of Ford? is this a Ford Taurus? Is yeah. this a Ford? Is this a 1929 Ford? What is no, this? He just says it's Ford truck. Ford truck. It's like okay, okay. So they made trucks for like since like the beginning of time. So yeah. what truck are we working with here? And it's just like again having to pull this information out from people. I think he after that he said old body style Ford. And it's like. It, Okay, the OBS generation Dude, just that give can us technically a year. be from <laughs> just, just give us a year. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> and then on top of that, he had a, like it was like pulling teeth trying to find out which Cummins he was putting yeah. in there. Like, okay, yes, we get it. Yeah, Cummins, there can be so many of them, but like you put in a V truck in there, you put in a P pump, you, you, yeah. What your VP you, what what are you doing? And that type of conversation will kind of lead like us to believe, like, man, this guy's like, he doesn't know what he's doing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like this he's or, gonna get or he knows exactly what he's doing, and he's just being a dick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that, to put it like that. that That's true, but like, man, like we're, you know, we're obviously trying to help every single person that calls us. We are here to help. So like coming in like that with that kind of information, it's hard for us to give you any sort of information to help you. I mean, we'd love to point you in some sort of direction, but without information, you know nothing. Yeah. We're, yeah, we're as good as the information you give us. So, um, yeah, so if you guys are going to, I mean, it's totally fine. Like, once we kind of figured out what he was doing, I think he was able to kind of point him off into some directions on, mm-hmm. on, on kind of the next steps that would need to happen to get that in there. I think the biggest issue there is he wanted all bolt-on parts. Yeah. And it's so like, you're not going to find So it, what ended up happening, it was an old bi-style truck. I think it was like a, like the most the most yeah. recent old bi-style, like a 94, 97 power stroke, I think. Yeah. Um, and he wanted a bolt-on intercooler to work with the 5.9 Cummins oh, in his truck. Right. Yeah. And it's like, okay, well, first off, those trucks didn't come factory with the intercooler, but they make kits for the intercooler to go with the 7.3 in there. All right, you're, like, you're yeah. very close to it, but no one makes a kit for the 5.9 in the truck that never came with the intercooler. Like, well, I want a bolt-on one. I know they're out there. I'm like, I don't think they are. Yeah, no. Like, you can get real damn close. Like, you can have, you can do that bank set to cooler kit on there. That's really close to what you need. Yeah. You basically just need to put charge piping on there. And yeah. You're done. Like, yeah. And, and, you know, figure it out. But he was very upset that we couldn't give him some bolt-on parts for that for a Sorry. custom application. And it's those where it's like, I want to help you, but I can't. Yeah. Like, I don't even know where to point you because we'll point you in the right direction. if we, And we'll be transparent. Like, I can get you, like, 90% of what we're trying to do here. Yeah. This other 10%. Talk to these guys, or you're going to be on yeah, your yeah, own. We'll or, be able yeah. to point you in some sort of direction on where to go with it. But remember when I talked about that steel trap? I forgot that whole part. Steel of that trap. <laughs> Djibouti, the capital <laughs> of Djibouti. I remember that. <laughs> so this next one should uh, almost be like the grand finale, but we're going to put it in right now. So I just, I'm sorry, I just yelled right down to my microphone. I'm sorry, guys. For yeah. you listening with earbuds, I'm sorry, guys. Yeah. So, so this one right here, this is. I want to preface this is all coming from a 7.3 Power Stroke guy. I am a Power Stroke, you know, born and bred. But. I'm a Ford man. I'm a Ford truck man, like all that kind of crap. But you know good when you see it. But I know good when I see it, <laughs> and, and I'm smart, okay? So I, I get, like, I give credit where credit's due, understandably. And I guess to get straight to the point here, we have this guy that just up and down talks about how the 5.9 common rail is the biggest piece of crap ever made yeah. and not only that but he, but he has a, i think he has an 06 or 07 5.9 common rail and just completely trashes the truck about yeah. how this is 
the worst engine Cummins ever made. It's a total piece of crap. You can't diagnose anything. Parts are too expensive. Just tearing this engine down to nothing. And I'm like, like, I'm a 7.3 guy. This is literally the best <laughs> diesel engine ever made. Like you have, you have like the unicorn engine. Like you should be really stoked. Yeah, like, yeah. This is a good engine. Unbelievable. Worst engine ever made. Yeah, worst Just, engine. Like, okay, dude, I can think of some pretty crappy engine. Yeah. Engines like I don't know, six two diesel. <laughs> It's got like all of like eight horsepower. Yeah, total hunks of crap. <laughs> I don't Freaking know. boat anchor. A 6.0. It's like the most problematic engine ever created. Yeah. 5.9 like, common rail. What, what replaces 99% of the 6.0s that walk? I got old P-pumps are probably in there, but like, if you yeah. had the money to replace what actual Cummins engine you wanted yeah. in there, 5.9 common rail. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just, it's, I, yeah. Like my, no. my note in here that I wrote in here, it says, 5.9 common rail is the worst engine ever made, dot, dot, dot. Re really, dude? <laughs> <laughs> really? That's literally Wait. like the weirdest thing. Holy around. moly. And then like, especially coming to us and telling us that, it's like, yeah. okay. <laughs> uh, you really don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> so, moving on from that. Um, this is kind of in my neck of the woods. Yeah. I want to build a highest horsepower 6.5 in North America. <laughs> okay. It's is like, it, is it running? <laughs> yeah. Um, so, okay. First of all, if you had a, have a 6.5, okay, not talking crap about the engine. It's just, it's old technology mm -hmm. and things have gotten a lot better since then. Light years. You could put in the most money you could imagine into a 6.5. You still will probably be less horsepower than a 6.7 Cummins off the shore of Florida. <laughs> Fully. And not even like a late model. We're talking like an 07 and a half, 67 Cummins. Like, Emissions so intact. I, I get like, oh, it's a platform that nobody else uses. There's a reason. Okay, there's a reason. Yes, there are guys out there that make power on these. Um, Heath Diesel, that's what Dustin always tells mm. me about. Didn't he make like five or 600 horsepower or something like that? It's something like that. But it, it, and it's, uh, he's got like the, uh, does like land speed stuff, I mm. think, with it. But um, it's just... It, it's there's so much better technology. If you're gonna dump a bunch of money into an engine, and you want to keep with older technology, go to like a 12 valve Cummins. I mean, I mean, start with that. You'll be way happier. Way Stock happier. Stock bottom end. Yeah, thousand, thousand horsepower, horsepower all day. Have fun. Yeah. Holy moly. <sighs> so. So next yeah. one. Uh, bigger is not always better. Yeah. The the two ones that always pop up to me on this one, and uh, where people want to do like a lift pump, so like a fast titanium, or like an air dog, or two four G. I want a two hundred ninety gallon per hour. Like, <laughs> all right, cool. What size injectors do you have? Stock. Like, okay, I understand. Like, the two ninety is only seventy dollars more yeah. than the one hundred or the ninety five gallon per hour or something like that. Mm -hmm. But there's a reason. Like, it, it's it puts out a lot of volume. Like. You are literally requiring less than half the amount of fuel that this thing is going to push towards your engine. Yeah. This pump is going to be so freaking loud. It's literally going to be pumping more fuel into the tank than it is to the engine yeah. at wide open throttle. Yeah. So at normal driving, it's still, it's putting, you're, you're basically just pumping fuel onto your tank like this. It's like this. a high speed filter. Yeah. It's just doing this. And then think of your truck. Like you're, it, just sucking from a little straw. No tiny yeah. straw. Yeah. Yeah. That's... That. Yeah. Screenshot that. Yeah. <laughs> well, That'll be you've got this huge fire hose of fuel going back and forth to your tank, and your engine's over there with a little cocktail. It's like, yeah. can I have that? Just, yeah. <laughs> just, 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 yeah. So, and that goes the same for injectors, turbos. Yeah. 
for gosh sakes, people don't buy the biggest turbo that you can just because it's only it's only a couple hundred dollars more. Yeah, and we, we've had to talk guys off that ledge, and, and at that point, it's like if I can at least get you down to like a a 150 or 165, <laughs> like so you'll be in the wheelhouse and everything like yeah. that. But then that's always the callback is, dude, this pump is loud as hell. Like I heard if you put a sump, it'll quiet it down. I'm like yes, it'll quiet it down. However, you remember when we talked about this? Yeah. You have stock injectors and you have a pump that's rated for like 750 to 900 horsepower. And you're literally and you're, returning. You're making like 350 right now. Yeah. You, you are literally returning more fuel to the tank. And I'm not just talking like, oh, it's it's returning like 15 psi to the tank. We're talking gallons, <laughs> yeah. people. Yeah. Gallons of fuel back to the tank. That's what you're hearing. The pump's over there. It's like, ah, I want to race, I want to race, I want to yeah. race. And it's just like shoving fuel back in. Yeah, it's, just, it's not. I'm going to start sweating again. <laughs> <laughs> I get fired up pretty easily. <laughs> um, and that goes into two. This is, what, this is one I had a call. This happened a while ago, actually. I had this guy that was just absolutely adamant just adamant his truck was 800 rear wheel horsepower on a duramax that doesn't even have a lift pump i'm like sir this is physically an impossibility it's a physical and he, impossibility. he's looking for he, and he's 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 buying a full-on competition dual disc like for this 3800 plate load, and i'm trying like... to explain to this guy about how this thing's going to drive and it's like dude this thing is you're not going to like this man it's going to be terrible I don't care. I'm 800 horsepower. I'm like, all right, tell me everything you have done to your truck. And it was literally intake tuner exhaust. That's it. Mm -hmm. That is it. I don't know. It could have been someone joking with me. It could I mean, have been, someone, yeah. Someone, you know, if it, if it was, I'd, you know, they never said, hey, I was joking with you, Todd. Yeah. It was me. Gotcha. No, yeah, no one ever did that. So I have to think that this guy was completely serious. But, yeah, don't buy an 800 horsepower clutch for a truck that just had your basic stuff. His left leg. Must be like the size just, of Cooper. Yeah, just a he must big have old. like the biggest freaking <laughs> left leg in the world, or he's been driving semis with like the harshest ceramic clutches for his entire life. Yeah, or something like that. Yeah. Oh, I don't even know, but like I remember you even told him like I am putting on your receipt. Yeah, that I do not recommend this clutch for yeah. what you are doing. I had to. I yeah. had to. Like if you call me back in a month and this clutch is half worn out and you're sick of it and your truck drives like crap, like. I can't help you because I warned you. Like, yeah. And you went against my advice here. Completely against it. <laughs> totally. <laughs> this one's yours again. I want you to have it. This All one's right. so good. We were just talking about this before uh, we came up here. I, you know, I'm going to premise this with, if this is a for real thing, this is going to be super cool, but I highly doubt it. Yeah. <laughs> I had a guy call in. That will, so we sell a, a brand new six seven crate engine mm -hmm. on our website, like, like top totally to equipped. bottom, turbo injectors, yeah, ECM everything. And uh, I have this guy that called. He says, "I've got this. I've got this L five P. So he's got a you know seventeen to nineteen truck. I don't know the exact year of it that he wanted to put a Cummins into. And he actually told me that he was able to buy a brand new truck, less engine, which." I, that's a box I shouldn't allow you to check. Yeah. <laughs> like, you got a great deal on this no truck, engine. no engine. <laughs> no engine. But then he wanted to buy the 6.7 Cummins and put it in. And he, and I can't remember the transmission he wanted to do, but it wasn't the Allison. Yeah. I was like, okay, first of all, okay, I, I like I kind of like where your head's at, but you're like, why are you not using yeah. the Allison? <laughs> like, for one. Um, for two, and I, I kind of felt bad because I was – I'm, I, we try to be realistic with people. We don't want to give them 
you know, like, oh, yeah, you could totally do that when it's mm-hmm. not even possible, right? And so I, I felt bad because the customer thought I wasn't, like, into his build. But right. I'm like, I'm just trying to be the realist here and go, man, how are you going to get all this stuff to work? Yeah. <laughs> like, like how- they don't even have tuning yeah. for that truck yet. <laughs> it's not even tuning for an L5P. Like- yet you want to program all the cluster and all the other modules to work with this 6.7 engine, which was never put in a GM ever. You've got so many different conflictions going on there with parts. Like, yeah. I, you, would, you would literally have to engineer so much of that. You're, I mean, there'd be so much to that. I and mean, there, there are very smart individuals. There that absolutely can make that. are. Kevin Calloway making his own compound kit for seven three. Awesome. There are exactly. guys out there that yeah. can make this happen. I, I don't doubt there are smart individuals, but Man. dude, really? Like, like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, why not just drive the L five P with the engine that did I mean, just with the L five P? Well, that and it's like okay, so. So you either you are either extremely smart, you're gonna do this all yourself, in which case you are in for a long, long, yeah, lucrative. Well, not lucrative. What's the opposite of lucrative? Uh, expensive. Yeah. You know, road ahead of you. I'm talking a long. Like this is gonna take you two years. Yeah. Well, just if you do it on your own. Our 2.8 liter, um, that 2.8 liter Cummins that we put in the Jeep. Mm-hmm. Like, how long did Axis have that to get every little thing working? They had it for almost a year. Yeah. And that was a fairly around. basic sort of... That um, was just putting an AHP90, is that what it is? AHP70. Yeah. The HP uh, transmission from an EcoDiesel behind the R28, which is rad, yeah. by the way. And yeah. that was even the R28 starting out as a turnkey engine, like as yeah. an engine that is designed to put into things. It's, a, it's de- designed to be standalone. You can yeah. start it on the pallet. Yeah. 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 So a little bit easier than starting with an engine that was made for a certain engine serial number that mm-hmm. is supposed to go in a certain truck. Um, so again, have realistic goals. And again, we don't want to seem like Debbie Downers on some things. I know people have got some pretty like wild imaginations and some Mm -hmm. wild ideas, which is super cool. That's what keeps, that's what keeps aftermarket industries moving. That's what Mm -hmm. keeps people excited about this kind of stuff. But like, I, I would have been way more excited if the guy like, Hey, listen, I'm an engineer. I do X, I do this, this, and this, Mm -hmm. I can make this happen. Like, Okay, that's a different conversation than, yeah. well, I'm Farmer Joe, and I got this L5P I bought with no engine, and I'm going to put this Cummins yeah. in it because I like Cummins. I put it's a like, 12-hour in a tractor in 1984. <laughs> and I that, actually, that was a bad statement. They didn't have to do why, that. Why but do like, we yeah. always go to Southern accidents when it's like... <laughs> I'm, if you guys are from the South, I'm sorry. That's just my go-to. Maybe I'll, I'll well, start... That's like a super, like, put this, <laughs> like, this, this dirt well, not... lesson engine, man. Are you saying I'll drive next time? I have a lisp now? No, like, no. Like, that's no. not a PC I'm either, to be bro. Like, I'm trying to be like like California guy. <laughs> I'll, I'll give you a California guy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'll give you my super hardcore SoCal accent. All right, let's see it. Oh, dude. From a Californian. So I got this freaking L5P that I want to put the 6.7 Cummins in, right? And I was cruising on the 405, had my top down, and I was like, shot dude. And I just, I was hella confused why they didn't put this engine in there to begin with. And afterwards, I'm sitting there, and I had my windows down, and I was going to Starbucks, and the Modern White Boston's came on. And I'm just sitting there going like, why? Why can't we do this? And I thought to myself, I'm gonna get on the 405, eat my froyo, think about this from Starbucks, and I'm gonna call Ty just pop rocks and make it happen. This is gonna be totally okay. Shock, yeah. shock, I did. All right. Oh, that was terrible. <laughs> yeah. Don't tell your friends about this part of the episode. We're gonna cut it out. So yeah, sorry, Southern guys. 
It's just way easier. I can't do that. I can do this other way easier. <laughs> All right, next. Will this make my truck whistle? Make it whistle, baby. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're, what does it go? Florida. Yeah. What? Yeah, I, don't, I can't remember that song. <laughs> I've been out of the game um, too long. This is kind of funny because we, in, I wrote on here, people that like take half of their compressor housings apart on their 6-7 Cummins thinking that is the, uh, what do they used to call it? The, um, Silencer oh my God. ring. Silencer ring. I'm going to take the silencer ring off. Yeah. It's going to be super loud. It's going to. Well, then you, you take away that efficiency from the turbo, and then you start hogging out the compressor housing. And I bet you it does whistle more. And then your mech is where boost numbers went down, yeah. and your truck doesn't light up anymore. And then you call us, and you're like, I want this thing to whistle. I need like, yeah. I need more. I need a bigger gap between my compressor wheel yeah. and my compressor housing. Yeah. And I'm like, that's not how science works. Yeah. <laughs> it's not how aerodynamics work. <laughs> You wanna... I've, I've had to pull that card one. I'm sorry, yeah. one time on one guy. Yeah. I, I went to school for like airplane stuff, and I had to like, I'm like, sir, that's not how aerodynamics work. Yeah. That's not. Oh. That's not how propellers work. That's how any of this works. I just remembered one that goes back. Do you remember the guy with the six five in the crossover pipe, and he was worried about the connection in the crossover pipe causing turbulence in the yeah. exhaust of his six. I wanted you to transfer me that call so bad. <sighs> so bad. I was being so polite. With, with him, I was just let, but un, like really, okay, 6.5, we're going back to a 6.5 because for one, I think it doesn't move, like I, air compressors move more air than that engine. Yeah. Like, Peak <laughs> boost, ARB, eight. Yeah, <laughs> like, 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 oh my gosh. And this, literally this guy was concerned about the crossover pipe. You know how it goes. It's, it's an inner, and it's, it's like an inner and outer. It's a slip joint. It's a slip joint, right? So one piece of the pipe slides over the other. And it's a, it's a friction hole, there's no clamp. Yeah. And uh, basically, he was worried about that little tiny lip. That's probably because it's 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 expanded, right? And that mm -hmm. slides in. So essentially, you've got a smooth. Yeah, he's gonna draw a picture. We've got a smooth transition between those pipes. Well, there is again. He was concerned about that lip there causing turbulence, which it was just absolutely unreal. First of all, again, that engine does not move enough air for that to even be a problem. And look at this. Oh, this is a glorious illustration. Look at, oh man, look at that. You're probably not gonna be able to see this very well, but yeah. we're talking like, this is your slip joint. This is <laughs> your expanded pipe right here <laughs> on the outside. And this is the little area he's yeah. talking about on both of them. And, and there's gonna be a, a swirling effect that's gonna cause turbulence. That would technically create a closed vortex right there. And the air <laughs> flows around it. But keep in mind, this is like three inches in diameter. <laughs> and aside from that, you're taking away maybe at most an eighth, maybe a sixteenth of laminar yeah. flow of air going through there. Yeah. It's not even moving enough air. It's <laughs> again. Like I've I've had labs where we work in wind tunnels. This doesn't work, dude. Doesn't like, work this way. Ah, oh, I I wanted that call so bad. Yeah. There's only so many times I get to, to aerodynamically flex on people over the I phone. Know, I know, I know. Yeah. Trust me for the call. Trust uh, the call. <laughs> I yeah, I should have gave it I should have gave it to you. It was okay, you did well. Yeah, thank you. Props. So when you're re-gearing tr your, your truck, the biggest question we have not only is like what gear ratio to run, because we can handle that. Like yeah. that's an easy one. That's a common question. Yeah. And it's a common misconception. People don't know, what's, know what ratio to run. Don't okay, we can. can help with that. That's mm -hmm. fine. But the, do I have to re-gear my front axle when I do my rear axle? 
so if you want to if you want to drive in two wheel drive all the time and take no. it, yeah <laughs> and then maybe <laughs> take it for a yeah yeah bluetooth that thing yeah uh if you want to use your four wheel drive and use your truck as a truck uh yes <laughs> otherwise it'll be cat you put you do a 373 in the front and a 488 in the back your transfer case is going to go kaboom yeah really like, fast insanely quick yeah. now this is a common misconception too a guy will say well i got a 410 the 411 like I, those are don't those don't match it's okay it's a thousand it's a thousand it's okay. You're, okay. you're still good yeah. so just you're so, so you guys because there's some there's certain manufacturers that will do just a, a 410 or a 411 you can mix and match those but I mean, Anything that's, else? that's the difference between like having 13, 30 seconds and like having 10, 30 seconds in your front and yeah, your tires. Like, that's yeah, fine. Yeah, you're fine. You're fine. So, um, and then that kind of goes into, can you, okay, so there's guys that will, will damage a ring and pinion. Can I buy the ring gear only? No. Yeah. When they make ring and pinions, they actually make them as a matched set. Mm -hmm. So that, that pinion is matched to that ring gear. So you can't mix and match. Otherwise, your, your, um, uh, your, your contact patch where it, it's going to be all off. You can cause damage to the ring gear, damage to the pinion. Um, so yeah, no, you cannot. They are sold in sets. Uh, so they're, they are matched. Another good one is the, uh, specifically like a lot of the suspension companies we sell, I actually post what kind of wheels and tires they recommend running yeah. with at least size wise, specifically, let's say like Carly on a lot of their lift yeah. kits, they'll say, you know, okay, we recommend, you know, this is all tested and we all recommend running a 17 by nine with four and a half inch back space, which usually equates to either a zero or like I think a 12 millimeter offset for your mm -hmm. offset guys, which get with the picture, it's back space. Yeah. <laughs> um, then they call in like, I, yeah. I want to run a, you know, a 40 on a 22 by 14 with a negative like 6 million offset yeah. or whatever the it is. Whip. And it's like, uh, keep in mind, Carly suspension kits, they, they design these kits to improve upon the ride. So when they recommend a certain wheel and tire, that is what they have found to be the best possible ride with their suspension, right? Mm -hmm. So when you do their suspension and then do something totally crazy, like on some wheels, like a 22 by 14, negative 67, whatever you're gonna wanna run, um, you're, you're going to take away from that ride quality. Just keep that in mind. More sidewall, and that's kind of why they recommend a 17, because usually guys are running either 35s mm -hmm. or 37. Gives you a nice, nice big sidewall, and that that acts as a cushion. It does right? uh, too. So uh, keep that in mind when you're when you're when you're doing a car lift. If you are, if you want to lift your vehicle, and 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 well, I don't want to say this because I don't want to say you don't get good ride quality out of other kits. Right. You, you do, but again, doing that sort of wheel and tire with a car lift is just it's, it it goes against what they kind of designed that kit for. Mm -hmm. um, so just keep that in mind. And that actually segues perfectly into the. I put 14 wides and 38s on my truck, and now I can't turn my wheels when I'm sitting still. <laughs> okay. It's like, you, homie, you just increased your contact patch on the ground. Like, by like, like three double. times. And yeah. not only that, but you just added 100 pounds to each corner of, you know. Yeah. <sighs> and then you're trying to turn the wheels sitting still. Yeah. Like, for gosh sakes, put it in D and just, just, and just creep. Yeah. You just creep. Get yourself like 0. 0.25 miles an hour. And Watch all how of a sudden, much easier it is. It just all of a sudden just turns for you. Yeah. Not to mention, trying to turn your wheels, trying to turn the wheel when you have tires and, and wheels like that, that's, when you're not moving, that just stresses out your steering yeah. components to no end. I mean, you want to wipe out a steering box quick. That's a good way to do it. Yeah. Power steering pump, tie rod, drag rod, all Yeah, tie stuff. rods. I mean, there's, we've literally had guys like force play in tie rods. 
Yeah. It's like, what are you doing? What are you doing, man? Even guys try to turn it when the truck's off. Yeah, like, it's like, you... listen to the truck. If it's really hard to turn it, it's not just you being weak or the yeah. truck being weak. Like, yeah. it's because there's parts getting stressed. Yeah, yeah. It's like, just use your head there, folks. <laughs> so these next two are like slightly off topic, but they're pretty close to what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. This one is, we probably have to say this almost every Monday or Tuesday, and it's customer places order with second day air shipping. Let's say you place it on a Monday before our shipping cutoff expects it the next business day, which is Tuesday. Yeah. And then when you tell them, you know, second day air would actually be Wednesday if you shipped it on Monday because two business days, like, well, you don't, you don't count the day that it ships. It's like, okay, well, actually, the day you ship, it's like zero. If you want to put, yeah. a, put a number place on it, it's zero. Yeah. And they're like, okay, well, then I'm like, all right. So then you kind of count backwards with them. Like, okay, so Wednesday is second day air. Mm-hmm. Monday or Tuesday would have been next day air. So where where it, it, like where are you going with yeah. this? Like if you think Tuesday was supposed to be second day air, then what was next day air? Is that same yeah. day? Same. Yeah. Is that teleportation? Like do, does does do UPS? You know yeah, does UPS have a particle separator? They can ship parts <laughs> next day? Like now? The same day? <laughs> uh, drones. That, dro- yeah, drones. drones. Actually, yeah. Actually, when, when I was in the Bay Area and Amazon was getting going there, they. Did you, you could did you get a package delivery by a drone? No, I wasn't there for that. But it, it was when I was living in San Jose that you could order something and I like midnight on Monday and it'd be to your doorstep like 9 a.m. Tuesday. It was terrifying. How many rednecks out there you think are going to shoot those drones down and just like iPad? Oh, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure they're going to get ripped. Like seriously. The next one's kind of a, a sales guy gripey yeah. one, but. When you don't put phone numbers on your orders, okay, guys, just put a phone number in order. We yeah. don't sell the phone numbers. We do them because a lot of times we need to contact you, but we put a cell phone on. They don't put a number on the order, yeah. and then they don't like getting spammed to their normal email address, so they have their like their extra email address. They don't check don't very check often, that and that's our only way to contact you. And then there's an issue with the order, and it could even be like a really easy issue, like, yeah. hey, you selected that you have an aftermarket CP3 for your DFI live tuning, but then the notes, you don't tell us what CP3 tuner or CP3 yeah. pup you have, and we need to know that to make the tunes for you. And then we email you, and we email you, and you email you. And then finally, after two weeks, we just cancel and refund the order because we yeah. can't get a hold of you. And you call in all pissed off, and it's like, we sent you, like, like look. like It's like, oh, wow, there's nine emails. Like, yeah. Well, why did you call me? You didn't put a phone number on the order, man. Like, yeah. we tried. We tried. So, well, I needed this before I left on my trip. Like, I'm sure you did. Like, I'm really sorry, but I have no one. Yeah. And I even like Facebook people. I'll find them on Instagram. Yeah, I'll yeah, find them on Facebook. Find, I, will, I will hunt them down. Yeah. And you just, you can never, it's those ones you can never find that are yeah. the most pissed off. And it's, it's upsetting. Yeah, it is. So that goes into our, our little rant sash here. Mr. Mr. Jamaica man. How was Jamaica? Jamaica was bomb. Jamaica. I went on the premier cruise, which is not really a cruise. We go to Jamaica, or well, this year it was Jamaica, and you go to a resort. Mm-hmm. I started from getting food poisoning in the very beginning. Not Jamaica's <laughs> fault. I blame Portland. Yeah, Portland. Yeah. Calling you out, buddy. Uh, I got there, and it was the last night I was there, and I'm sitting there drinking my watered-down Jameson and ginger, <laughs> and we, we, we'd gone offside a couple of times, so I kind of got to see what, what's going around there, and across the water, you can see in the hillside, there's lights and whatnot, mm-hmm. and... I saw what, what kind of area that we drove through to get there. 
And there's, you know, you've got this Jamaica man at the table or at, at the piano. He's got all these other, you know, white folks. Yeah, I'm not trying to be as PC as I can here, but yeah. singing like every little thing is going to be all right. And all, all the drunk white folks like every little thing is going to be all right. And he just like, it's just, I'm sitting there like having this like come to first world problems moment. Yeah. And I'm sitting there brooding because it's the end of the trip and I'm kind of like, I want to come home and see my wife and I yeah. want to go Tyler. And, and, but I'm sitting there, I'm like, man, the service on my phone sucks. And I'm like, all right, Ben, let's take a step back here. We've got some random Jamaica man playing on the piano, people singing around him. And you drank the resort out of Jameson. Apparently I'm the only one there that likes like halfway decent <laughs> whiskey because yeah. they didn't have real whiskey. Yeah. And you're looking at these lights across the water and these are probably lights from people that are like pooping in buckets. Yeah, burn a candle. Burn a candle, <laughs> trying to read a People magazine from like four years ago, even if they know yeah. how to read. Yeah. And I'm upset because the Wi-Fi on my cell phone, which by all intents and purposes is a freaking supercomputer. I mean, we yeah. put a man on the moon with like 56 or like four megabytes of RAM or something like that, right? Yeah. Slide rulers and pencils and nerds with bullhorn glasses. See, it locks with your face. Yeah. You and, and I'm over here upset because my Jameson's watered down and my internet's not fast enough. And I had, I'm just like, you know what, guys? Love it or we're doing okay. We're doing okay. okay, we're not pooping in buckets. For the most part, I'm pretty sure everybody listening knows how to read, so yeah. good job. <laughs> and we've got cell phones that are freaking amazing. Yeah. Like, total first world problems. Uh, this is not like a conservative or liberal rant or anything like that, but yeah. it's like so much stuff going on. Guys, we're going to be okay. We're going to be okay. Just take a minute. Take a minute. Think about people pooping in buckets, reading People magazines. Yeah. And just have a good day. Yeah. That's, that's my rant. So we're going to be okay. We're going to be fine. But suburban hasn't been okay. Suburbans are not going to be okay. Oh, uh, boys and girls. First of all, I want to thank my wife for allowing me to carpool with her for like the past two weeks. You know how I said like the suburban never lets me down? False. False. So, new transmission. 700 R4. We've got a we had a crack in the transmission in the very back half of the transmission. I was fixing a U joint the other weekend. Noticed this fluid coming out of this area that fluid shouldn't be coming out from. Cleaned it off <clears throat> and found this pretty massive crack in the transmission case. So, Got myself new transmission. I <laughs> got myself all the all the parts to do the, do the swap. Just gotta do it. I'm gonna end up doing it probably this weekend, mm -hmm. just because I found out through all this that I've got like the rarest suburban ever, and they keep on giving me the wrong driveline U joint, um, so I can't get it to the get it to the lift. Right. I, I literally use two different kinds of JB weld. I use the putty style for one side, and I use the the uh, just the paste. You mm -hmm. know. I wish I would have started with the putty to begin with, to be honest with you. <laughs> but I uh, actually sealed it up pretty good. So we'll see. I, I did buy a used transmission. I did not get a brand new one because this is a 6.2 diesel. And this is my cheap, uh, my cheap build, my cheap rig. And I'm not yeah. building it for any horsepower So other than what it already has. So yeah, hopefully, hopefully I'll be back on the road this weekend. And uh, my wife will have her car back. I, I tell you what, I'm driving a, a 2019 Cherokee Trailhawk with the 2.0 turbo, and it's, I, I love that little engine. Yeah. I love that little engine. Um, that thing is so peppy, so if you, if you, uh, if your wife's looking for a rig, that's a great one to go, especially if you need four-wheel drive, so, yeah. It's got it's red super, tow hooks. It's got red tow hooks, that means I'm serious. It means Badass. I'm <laughs> so. Anyhow, thank you for listening in on this one. It's a long one, but I hope you like the information there. Hopefully. If you do like what you hear, make sure you like, comment, subscribe, yeah. leave a rating, screenshot that bad boy, send it over to us. 
Uh, we'll be back here next week. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Spend your Saturdays with life on the water. Join Captain Brandon Simmons for fishing, diving, travel, and so much more. You want to succeed. You want to fish. You want to be one of the greatest. Oh, look at that thing, dude. Wow. Oh. <laughs> Let's see what kind of trouble we can get into today. Don't miss Life on the Water every Saturday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. <laughs> the destination for outdoor entertainment.